806 here on your Thursday morning, this morning with Jaylin, Daryl, and Morley too. Jaylin's on vacation, uh, gone for the next week and a half on a jet plane, heading to Ontario to go celebrate her dad's 80th birthday in Sault Ste. Marie, her old hometown. So good on her, and I uh, hope she has a great, uh, great uh, holiday. Uh, we're going to be back for about four days, and then I go on holidays. Craziness, huh? Uh, summertime, that's the nature of things. You may have heard this story on Global. We had it here on uh, 630 Chet as well about an Edmonton woman and her son who were out in the, the River Valley. They were just walking along the river. It was last Thursday, so a week ago. Well, it's one of their favorite pastimes, just go down there for a walk, a walk and then look for really cool rocks, you know, especially river rocks. You can get some really cool ones. Well, they did see one that seemed a little unusual. And then once they picked it up, there was, it felt like there was almost little bubbles uh, near the end of it. So they figured, that's a bone. So we found a fossilized bone, dinosaur bone, maybe, probably, hopefully. It's quite possible. Got us thinking about what is actually available to still find, especially in the river valley, and then what on earth would you look for? So we needed a little help just to, just to figure all this stuff out and, uh, and to figure out not only what to, to look for, but maybe also just what they may have actually found as far as a, a dinosaur bone. So Murray Jingra is a U of A professor, faculty of science. He's been talking about this the last couple of days, thought we'd get him on the air here as well. Murray, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine, Daryl. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, thank you. Uh, so... Do you think this is a dinosaur bone? I guess it could be a bone of anything, but uh, we just naturally assume it's got to be a dinosaur if it's fossilized. Well, you know, that's, that's actually a good point. Uh, <clears throat> different bones from different animals do have different um, fibrous kind of appearances, and, and certainly dinosaur bones like the Sedmentosaurus uh, bone that the young man found was, uh, was almost... Uh, certainly a dinosaur bone and it's also very heavily mineralized which suggests it was buried for a very long time so it seems like a reasonable conclusion to arrive at in that case now did you say an edmonton saurus bone or just a some kind of saurus that was found in edmonton Honestly, some, type, some kind of saurus is a really good answer, but Edmontosaurus, uh, you know, there's bone beds of Edmontosaurus in Edmonton, in South Edmonton, uh, down by the kind of Terwilliger area uh, associated with White Mud Creek and whatnot. So uh, so that, that's a, a, probably the most common type of dinosaur found in the area here. Uh, it's funny, as, as and also as I look on it, uh, if, if you want to see, there's a story on Global Edmonton, you can see what they actually found, but it's not huge. So in, in the palm of their hands, this is not a, a it's, it's, it's a, it's a palm-sized rock, basically, is sort of what it looks like. So it would be very difficult to extrapolate what it is. Uh, you, like you said, you just talk about what has been found in the past. Oh, yeah, and to make matters worse, that sample was kind of rounded by the river processes. Mm. It's rounded like a pebble, so it's been abraded and eroded. And, you know, it's it's a small piece of what was probably a much larger hunk of bone. So, yeah, I, I, I think you could scratch your head for a while mm. trying to come up with the exact dinosaur that is. Or just accept that it's really cool and it's from a long, long time ago. That's also a possibility. Well, hey, man, yeah, it's a dinosaur bone. You've got to dig it. It's a 67-year-old beast that was trundling around uh, Alberta before we were a prairie when we were kind of a coastal swamp, you know? I think it's pretty cool. Do they get to keep it? Uh, or, do, you know, is that, is that sort of provincial property? Does it belong to the crown? Or do, can they, do they get to hold on to it? Super important question. Technically speaking, all fossils are all 
always the property of the government of Alberta. So even if you find a fossil and you're given permission to keep it, technically you're only a curator. The province always owns fossil materials in Alberta. Now, to be fair, that's actually, those laws are there to protect primarily vertebrate finds that are uh, articulated intact where you can tell important finds, right? Okay. Uh, good teeth, jaw pieces and stuff like that. Um, and normally for little bits of bone like this that was found or little pieces of brachiopod that might be swept down from the mountains, uh, you, don't, you don't have to worry about it. But I would warn a- a- anyone who finds what looks like an important fossil discovery to just leave it and call the UVA muse the UVA uh, uh, paleontology group or get a hold of the Tyrell Museum. They have an online resource that tells you how to get a get a hold of them uh, via email. Right. And lots of people the UVA work with the Tyrell Museum as well, right? Oh yeah, yeah I think at the at the UVA there's four vertebrate paleontologists working there. There's uh, also someone who works on bot- uh, paleobotany or paleoplants. I work on paleo tracks and trails, which are the fossilized tunnels and tracks of animals that were made in the Earth's distant past. So I'm, I'm probably the most esoteric of all of them. But I, lo- I love, those are my favorite, actually, and I'm not just pandering to you here, because to me it's so much, if you see prints, if you see or a trail or whatever, to me, it's, it's so much easier to imagine the reality of then by seeing things like tracks. That, to me, totally. is super cool. It's totally true. You know, the, the, the Germans were among the first researchers back in the early uh, 1900s to get really interested in, in, in um, fossils like that. And they actually called them uh, Liebenspuren, which was life evidence, right? Living evidence or li- living traces. And they used to think of it as, as a, 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 a preservation of an animal's activities or behaviors. So there's nothing else quite like that type of fossil, that's for sure. Um. You know, I would have thought, especially it's so popular, what, what's our metro population in Edmonton? A million people at, at least, right? So, and it, yeah. we've been populated for years. I would have thought all this stuff would have been picked over. It'd be pretty hard to find anything new anymore. I don't know. You know, Edmonton River Valley cuts through Cretaceous strata that's about 67, 68 million years old. And so it can pick up fossil material from that strata anywhere along the course of the river and and of course it, the that the the North Saskatchewan River uh is for many 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 kilometers cutting through the Cretaceous strata so it's always got a chance to grab new fossil material also exposed on the banks then where the Cretaceous strata are, you might walk along and see things like a a petrified log or a bone sticking out. If you see a bone sticking out, that's when you should call the Tyrell Museum or or someone like that. But yeah, it's always been renewed. And and then one of the important things for Edmonites, uh, going back to King there, for Edmontonians to uh, remember is that there's actually two types of strata in Edmonton. There's the Cretaceous strata, 
But over top of that, varying in thickness is quaternary strata, stuff that's related to the last ice age, right? Uh, So Pleistocene and quaternary. And and there's very different fossil contents in each. In the Cretaceous, you might find dinosaurs and plants. In the quaternary, very rarely you might find body fossils. For example, in the Edmonton area back in the 70s, bits of woolly mammoth were found. But honestly, in the quaternary part of the, the... geology of the Edmonton area, it's probably a little fossil poor compared to the Cretaceous. Uh, but, you know, we had we had a lot of rainfall in June, and so that brought up the river levels, and so that can be some of the things, or any of those events, it helps to carve out and create new ones. So, uh, you know, I guess they can show up, uh, even if you've been over that same area many, many times. What do you look for, uh, really quick, before I let you go? Uh, how do All you right. spot something? <laughs> doing what this uh, young fellow was doing, walking along the river on the gravel beds, look for things that are a different color. Things that are bluish and grayish in color are probably not the typical sandstone uh, pebbles that we get from the mountains, but those are probably Devonian or Mississippian limestones. And quite often they're filled with uh, corals and clams and snails. So you can watch for those. Uh, Dinosaur bone or any type of bone in the riverbank will be a brownish to bluish color. So they stand out compared to those white, pinkish, orangish quartzites that we have in in the Edmonton gravels too. So you're looking for Odd colors, odd shapes. That's in the gravel, but it's probably not where the best fossil hunting is. If you're along the trails, you're just looking for things that are irregularly shaped. So you have to start to develop an eye for what fossils look like, and then your your eye will start to pick out those patterns. But it, there, some experience is useful. A couple of things, Murray. Uh, I noticed I, I picked up on the Edmonite uh, reference, uh, and then you referenced yeah. Don King. So th- yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I picked up on that one. I don't know if anybody else did, so thank you for that. Secondly, I love the enthusiasm. This is a compliment. Please don't think it's anything but you are an enthusiastic geek in this area, and I love chatting with you. Uh, we all are. I hope to talk to you again one day, Daryl. <laughs> it's great stuff. Murray, thanks so much. Have a great day. YouTube. Bye now. Bye bye. Uh, professor of the Faculty of Science and loves dinosaurs and fossils and all that stuff. Murray Gingras joining us this Ed, morning. Very Edmonites. cool. Edmonites. Edmonites, yeah. Don King back in the day. Oh, Mike Tyson God. was going to fight at the Northfield Coliseum. The Northfield Coliseum. Yeah. <laughs> Don King. Good gracious.